This is Chown Rogers, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Brett Cadell scores! Hands off for Ravel, switches hands and scores! Kylie Elmiller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Oh, beautiful goal by Chown Rogers! Wow! Welcome to Season 2 of the Pro Lacrosse Talk Podcast, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews from all your favorite players and coaches, as well as news and analysis from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're here with Challen Rogers, midfielder and 2020 MLL champion with the Boston Cannons and reigning MLL Transition Player of the Year with the Toronto Rock. Challen, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, again, congratulations on winning the MLL championship, as well as your, your big deal with the Toronto Rock. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But before we do, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your beginning of your playing days. Uh, you grew up in Coquitlam, which is a pretty big hotbed for lacrosse. When did you first start picking up a stick and playing? Uh, I probably picked up the stick uh, around six, I think, nice. around six years old. My, uh, my soccer coach actually uh, recommended me test it out and uh, never really looked back from there. That's awesome. Great. And you, you continued to play, right? And uh, for college, you headed uh, to Stony Brook in New York. You were a four-year starter there. Uh, talk about your decision to head to New York and play for Coach Nagel. What, what really went into that decision? A few things. It was kind of weird, my, my uh, recruiting process. I, I was talking to um, – Coach Soul and Coach Walner, who were there before uh, Coach mm-hmm. Nagel, and and uh, I was pretty much locked in, ready to go there. And um, uh, they they obviously went out to to Navy, so I was mm-hmm. kind of stranded there for my senior year of high school. And um, lucky enough, I had a coach for uh, Team BC. He uh, he kind of put me in touch with Coach Nagel at Stony Brook, and um, you know it was kind of an easy transition going there. And luckily enough, he had. Um, you know, some interest in me and, uh, you know, the rest, I guess you could say is history. <laughs> Upon graduating, you were selected second overall by the Toronto Rock uh, in the 2016 NLL draft. What was it like hearing your name called on draft day? And uh, what was the, you know, jump to the pros kind of like? Was it an easy transition from Stony Brook to the NLL? You obviously had a lot of box experience before then, or was it a little bit of a, a jump? Um, I think it was a little bit of a jump. Uh, you know, obviously you're playing in, in the best box across the league in the world and, um, you know, you're playing against some of the best players in the world. So, um, you know, for me, I think my first year I was so, so worried about making a mistake on defensively that, uh, you know, I just really put a lot of focus in, into my defensive game. And then, um, yeah, I guess it kind of, um, the offensive side kind of came out a little bit as, you know, my career has gone on, but, um, you know, that first year, uh, the jump, it was just, it was crazy to kind of look, you looking and looking, uh, up at these players and, um, you know, you go out there and you're playing against some of the best players in the world. So, uh, it was a, it was a tough little transition, but I had a great coaching staff and great group of guys kind of helping me through it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, yeah, obviously had a fantastic transition, right? You, you're, you were named captain in uh, back-to-back transition player of the year awards while you're with the Rock. How did you kind of grow and develop in your game to have that kind of success? I think a lot of it just kind of came down to confidence. Um, you know, we had our, uh, our coaching staff um, kind of, 
before that second year kind of sat me down and, and um, you know, kind of calmed me down trying to say like, you know, um, you know, it's, it's okay if you make those mistakes. Um, you know, we want you pushing the ball. That's, that's kind of why we, we brought you in here and um, you know, we, we think you can do it. So a lot of the confidence came from those guys and, and giving me the ability to, to kind of go and take those shots and uh, kind of read how those plays pan out um but uh yeah and then on the the other side you know my stall made my first two years was Brody Merrill and he's one of the best transition players to ever play the game if not the best uh to ever play the game so um kind of having those guys and obviously the rest of the group um kind of just giving me the confidence and backing me in, in those decisions you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, playing with Brody Merrill. Obviously, he's now with the Seals now. But talk a little bit about how important it was having him in your development. Um, is, were there any other players, too, that kind of you felt uh, indebted to for your development as a pro? Yeah, uh, you know, Brody's kind of a special uh, situation because when I got drafted to Boston, he was already there, too. So um, mm-hmm. kind of getting getting a year under my belt, playing with him, getting to know him, getting to know his family and, and uh, you know, vice versa, him getting to know me, um, you know, having him, uh, you know, be our leader in Toronto and, and uh, kind of learn from him and his preparation and um you know, all those things. And, you know, I can't, I can't speak higher enough of, uh, of Brody and, and kind of what he's uh, helped me get through in my early years of, uh, of my pro career. No, that's great. And, uh, you know, you, your career is starting to really take off. You had a busy summer signing a seven-year extension, longest in team history to keep you in Toronto for the foreseeable future. How excited are you to remain with this rock organization going forward? I'm super excited. Um, you know, obviously it's the only uh, box organization that I've been with. And, and um, you know, obviously being the captain, I want to show, uh, you know, where my loyalty's at. It, it, Toronto's great. Um, Jamie Dowick has been nothing but um, spectacular to me since I walked, uh, walked off the plane into Toronto. And, um, you know, the organization as a whole. Uh, you know, I think, I think we're, we're in a good position to, to compete for a championship. And, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting, exciting uh, organization and team to be a part of. Good stuff. And so let's transition. We talked about the indoor game a little bit. Let's talk about uh, your outdoor career a little bit. So you've been with Toronto for your full career and the Cannons as well. Uh, you had an awesome 2019 season, yeah. really uh, kind of a coming out party. Uh, what do you attribute that kind of big jump in production for from the outdoor game? Um, you know, it's 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 another uh, kind of with Boston. My my first year, um, you know, we had quite a stud, um, you know, offensive midi group. So I was kind of just kind of standing and trying to learn and and grow in the field game and and what it takes at a pro level. And um, you know, lucky I'm just kind of grateful for Boston kind of sticking with me and and uh, kind of helping me grow and helping me, um, you know, kind of just. Uh, get better I guess as a player and and uh, you know I think last year playing with guys like Zed and KJ and and Mark and even Willie uh, when he was with us those guys um, you know they're great players and uh, they they really make it easy and um, you know I, I you look at what Zed did in, in the PLL championship and mm-hmm. I think everyone on our team knew what he was capable of and we were just kind of happy for him and um but yeah, it was great just kind of building confidence, I guess you could say. You know, me and, me and Coach Quirk have been together since uh, 
I first got drafted. And I think, um, you know, it was funny when uh, before the championship, we were kind of talking about how uh, KJ and I were, were the uh, the longest lasting cannons <laughs> still around from, from when we got drafted. So it was funny, but, it, you know, it was great to win that. Yeah, no, and talk to us a little bit about, you know, being in Annapolis for those 10 days. It was obviously a unique experience because typically, you know, you, you have a game each week. This was a sprint of a season. You had five games uh, in a short week. Uh, talk about, you know, playing almost every day and how much of a grind was it being in Annapolis during this uh, 20th anniversary season? Um, it was a grind. I mean, the league did a great job at, uh, you know, giving us uh, everything we need to succeed. Um, but you know, the, the grind kind of going off quarantine and, and going down there. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all trying to, we're all staying in shape and, and things like that. But, um, you know, it doesn't compare to, to the heat and, uh, you know, the, the competitive level that, um, you know, we're all about. So um, it was a grind, but it, it was a grind that I would love to do again. And, and um, you know, it was just, it was, not, it was nice to play the game we all love. That's awesome. And obviously, you, you had a good time while you're there winning uh, the franchise's second championship. You kind of overcame a tough semifinal loss from last year to kind of end out and the year on top. So what was it like kind of hoisting that trophy and, and winning a championship with your boys? It was it was awesome. Um, you know, it was a special day uh, that that Sunday would have been. I turned 26 on, on Sunday. Okay. So it's his little birthday, sh yeah. champagne birthday, 26 on the 26th. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was, it was an unbelievable feeling, um, you know, kind of uh, like I was saying before, kind of being with Coach Quirk from, from the very get-go and, and Coach Cleo and, um, you know, kind of seeing the growth from, from where we started to, to, to obviously winning. And, um, you know, I, I – I remember once the final whistle went down, I was just so gassed in the corner. And I remember ball almost just – someone must have thrown it at the end and I almost got pegged by it. But, um, <laughs> you know, hoist, hoisting that trophy was a lot heavier than I thought. But, you know, it was, it was a weight I'd love to, to hold up again. No, awesome. And uh, were there any good stories too, maybe uh, not just on the field but kind of off the field too when you guys were in the bubble? You obviously got to be a professional lacrosse player for – a whole, you know, 10 days, essentially. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience, too, besides the lacrosse. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough, I had a king-size bed, so I could just kind of sprawl out <laughs> throughout those 10 days, get comfy. But, um, you know, it, it, was, it was an interesting experience because, obviously, you're, you're in this bubble. And, um, you know, it, it, was, it was great kind of meeting and um, getting to know people on a different level other than, um, you know, just lacrosse, hanging out with, with different guys. Um, you know, uh, Mike Scudin was, was across the hall from me. So we were hanging out a lot and, um, Randy and, and Brian Cole. Um, but you know, we had a great group of guys and, um, you know, kind of being able to hang out with them was, was definitely the highlight. No, that's great. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our uh, affiliates and sponsors, and then we'll go into our five and five segment and learn a little bit more about uh, your lacrosse stick as well as what you like to do when you're not playing lacrosse. Today, I also want to talk to you about our affiliate Parkside Cards. Parkside Cards is your go-to source for Major League Lacrosse trading cards. They have a variety of packs on their website, including a box set that comes with four tickets to an MLL game, a Lyle Thompson signature pack, 
It comes with a limited edition signed Lyle Thompson card. The best part is we've teamed up with Parkside Cards to provide you with a special discount. Simply visit parksidecards.com and use the code PLT to save 20% on your order today. All right, so welcome back. Let's dive into our 5-5 five and five challenge. I'll start off with lacrosse questions. First one I'd like to ask is, what are some pregame superstitions you have? Pre-game superstitions. Um, you know, they've kind of changed a lot. Uh, I think in college I was very, very superstitious, but kind of as my career has gone on, I've kind of calmed down a little bit and, and realized just kind of focusing on the game and, and things like that's kind of more important. Um, but I, I like taping my stick. I've kind of taped it from fresh uh, uh, since my first game in college. Um, you know, I would say that's the biggest one. Uh, I'm, I'm big on the music. I have a certain few songs that I got to listen to before I head out. Um, but yeah, besides those two things, I, I don't think I'm, I'm a very superstitious person. All right, great. And then uh, which of your rival teams in any league do you enjoy playing against the most, whether it be the NLL with the Rock or the MLL with the Cannons? Um. I would say with the NLL, I'd go with uh, with Buffalo. They've been our they've been Toronto's rival since probably day one, and uh, you know it's a fun place to play. And and uh, you know it's just one team that we really don't like, and uh, you, they really don't like us. So it works out in that regard. But uh, you know, if I were to answer the same question, and, and for Boston, it'd be New York because we've we've battled them a lot too, and they've been rivals since since day one as well. So uh, those those would be the that's two. Good answers. Good answers. Uh, and we're looking forward to, you know, seeing you guys square off against the bandits uh, this upcoming season as well, for sure. What has been your favorite venue to play lacrosse at, whether it be, you know, in Toronto or in the field game anywhere in particular, what, what's been your favorite venue to play? It can be a rivals venue as well. Um, favorite venue. I mean, I obviously love playing in Toronto. I think our fans are for, are, uh, are unbelievable and same with Boston, but you know, outside of that, um, you know, I, I love playing at Stony Brook. Uh, mm. I think that venue was was awesome for lacrosse, and um, you know, they've made a lot of upgrades since I was there. Uh, made it a little bit um, better for the fans, but uh, it, it 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 was great. It was it was everything you want in a lacrosse stadium or college lacrosse stadium, and um, you know, that was that was one of my favorites. No, that's great. And then number four, uh, who is a teammate that you've leaned on as a mentor during your career? You mentioned Brody Merrill. Maybe it's him, but is there anybody else, too, that you've kind of leaned on, um, whether it be during college or even the pros? Um, yeah, bro, Brody was definitely one of those guys. Uh, you know, I could kind of go down a list of guys in Toronto that have helped me um, kind of grow as a, as a player and a person. But, um, you know, kind of going back to my childhood and, and coming up to now – Lean on guys like, uh, you know, Wesley Berg. We grew up together uh, probably every year. We played some sort of lacrosse together uh, at a community level. Um, and, you know, that we're really good buddies because of it. And, uh, you know, I've leaned on him for advice throughout, uh, you know, my field and box career. Um, yeah, uh, there's been other guys too uh, I grew up with who – um, it's kind of funny playing against them um, and we kind of going through the process of pro lacrosse together, uh, like Taylor Stewart, um, who, you know, played against in the final um, and who plays on my Toronto team. So it, it's, it's, it's been, 
fun, fun process. A lot of guys I could, uh, could kind of go, go off of and uh, having a big part of my career. That's great. And then my final question is, yeah. what is your current stick set up in terms of head, shaft, stringing? What are you rocking these days? And does it vary from the indoor to the field game? Um, so usually I kind of string, I like to string my own sticks. Um, but, uh, I had, I had a buddy from back home who, um, who's, who strung my sticks when I was in high school. So I kind of went back to him for, for, uh, this little championship, uh, bubble situation we were, we were in. So I was rocking a, uh, red Evo had that. And then I think I had a, uh, warrior, warrior, uh, burn pro shaft. <laughs> Nice. But uh, for uh, that would be my field setup for for box. It's more of a higher uh, mid pocket, um, but same kind of release uh, with a little bit of a stronger shaft. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely need that stronger shaft when you're uh, delivering cross checks and uh, and also you know receiving checks as well. Um, that wraps up the lacrosse questions. Adam will take absolutely. away the off the field questions though. So obviously lacrosse is a big uh, part of your every day, but maybe let's talk about some hobbies or activities you enjoy doing when you're not on the field. Um, so, so I live with uh, three other guys from who also play on Toronto. Um, so we've kind of been fortunate enough to kind of get some, some random kind of bar games, I guess you could say. Go. So we have mm-hmm. bubble hockey, ping pong, uh, foosball, pool table pool table and uh we have golden tea which go. is oh, that's a classic fun to get on. oh yeah we uh we used to play that all the time uh when we first moved into this house but uh you know kind of lost its touch but we we still get out there and play but i think uh the biggest thing kind of during this quarantine we've been doing is is playing poker so i think that's probably one of the biggest things i've i've been up to and and some that's that's pretty fun. I wasn't very good at it, um, but yeah, it's pretty. It's it's fun to play. Yeah, no. Are are you you winning money or are you losing money or are you guys just playing for fun? Uh, no, we're we're playing for money. Uh, that seven year contract now, so you're probably wagering a little <laughs> bit more, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I'd probably say around even, maybe a little bit in the negative, but um, you know, you got to that money to make money right exactly <laughs> uh, i like it scared money don't make no money <laughs> uh all right number two uh who's a player or athlete in another sport you really enjoy watching right now um i've i've been watching a lot of hockey yep um you know obviously being from canada up north you know classic hockey watcher um but you know i, I really like watching nathan mckinnon play or, or Connor mcdavid two guys that are just filthy just great hands great speed and and change the game consistently so you know they're they're fun to watch but they're they're great leaders out there as well and and two guys that you know you can kind of learn from absolutely I'm I'm kind of pulling for the abs my team's the capitals and they got eliminated so I'm kind of going with the west coast where Adam's a a Flyers (laughs) fan so I I'm sorry I'm not cannot get on the Flyers bandwagon at all not many people can so it's okay (laughs) They don't want I'm us. Anyway. <laughs> Number three, uh, favorite spot to vacation. Favorite spot to vacation. Um, you know, I haven't vacationed a whole lot. Um, I went, but I, I'll say Punta Cana. I went with my grad class when I graduated, and 
and that was not a bad time at all. <laughs> I bet. I bet that was probably a blast. That's awesome. Uh, number four, uh, favorite meal, and you prefer to take out, cook out, uh, take out, or cook at home? Um, it kind of changes. I think I like to cook at home, but, you know, you, you can never go wrong with getting some takeout. I'm a big jambalaya guy. Okay. I like jambalaya a lot. Uh, it's there's a place in Buffalo before games that I'll actually I'll go get some jambalaya before the game, which is a little weird, but it's it's so good I can't not go get it. Um, but yeah, jambalaya is big big on the list, and uh, I'm a big edamame guy. Love right. edamame. I could eat that all day. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, and then my last question. Uh, since everyone's been quarantined for a while now, uh, we've been asking for recommendations on TV, books, podcasts, whatever you, you've been binging. Um, who, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I watched Gossip Girl during quarantine for the first time. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Blake Lively, so who is wh- whatever. <laughs> Gotta watch that. But uh, actually in the bubble, we were uh, – me and Scoods were watching this documentary on uh, – it's called Outcry. Okay. It's about this uh, kind of football player who gets wrongfully charged, um, and it's it's super interesting. Hmm. Uh, that That's one of the ones I would say. And just finished Fear City, which was pretty good. It's a quick three three episodes, but, but yeah, that was good. Well, that wraps up our five and five challenge. We appreciate you hopping on. The final question I like to ask is uh, what is some advice that you have for a young player looking to one day play lacrosse professionally? I think it's, it all comes down to work ethic, kind of watching, watching some, uh, some kids play and being able to coach them a lot um, for my job. It's uh, you see the kids that, that have started at a young level and, and, Maybe they walk on and, and they have the worst stick skills that any of anyone on the floor. Um, but, you know, through that three, four-year transition and, and watching them grow, the ones who work the hardest are the ones that are always getting better, are always learning, always listening. Um, you know, they want to succeed. And, and uh, you know, coaches are drawn to people that work really hard. So, um, you know, I think that would be the biggest piece of advice. No, I think that's some great advice. And I think that kind of, you know, shows in your career how hard you've worked to get to where you're at. And uh, I think that's important for young players to realize that there's a lot of work that goes into being the best. But uh, Chow, we appreciate you joining us. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I think it's just Chow Rogers. And then Instagram's Chow Rogers 23. Awesome. Well, Chow, again, congratulations on winning the 2020 MLL Championship. Uh, congrats on your deal with The Rock and best of luck going into this NLL season. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Today I also want to talk to you about our affiliate Smart Backstop. Smart Backstop is different from traditional backstops in that it actually attaches to your net preventing any missed shots up to four feet high and wide of the net. It can also be easily folded down behind the net for easy storage. Plus, this thing is built to last and is used by some of the top college teams. I'm someone who spent countless hours chasing missed shots in my backyard as a kid, and I wish I had this on my net. It would have saved me a lot of time and money on lost lacrosse balls. The best thing is right now, Smart Backstop is giving listeners $20 off their purchase and free shipping. Just use the code PLT at checkout, place your order, and then get practicing.